Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Let me say that this this sermon has been in the oven for some time. It's one of those that you kind of written some notes down on and kind of pushed it aside and really had kind of something else that I wanted to do this morning and uh, I'd kind of had some notes and was studying on that and it wasn't going no place and just seemed like the Lord just kind of pushed me back to this and so I thought well okay Lord if this is what you want then this is what we'll do Proverbs 25 and I won't make you stand long I'm just going to read a few verses here. Amen. 25, and I want to start verse number 26 of Proverbs 25. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Man, am I got the right one, y'all? Somebody's looking. All right. Hallelujah. A righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. It is not good to eat much honey, so for men to search their own glory is not glory. And verse 28 is my key verse. This is where I be getting my message, so I want you to hold on to it. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city. That is broken down and without walls. Let me read that again. I want that to sink in. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. God, we thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the presence of God that I feel in here this morning. Your Shekinah glory, Lord, is just swept through in waves this morning. I thank you for that. Ask your Lord to bring our minds together this morning. Lord God, anoint these lips of clay because, God, I realize that I'm only an instrument standing in your place, God, speaking your word this morning to strengthen us in this time, Lord Jesus. I ask it in that lovely name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Alex. Thank you, Jesus. I want to minister this subject this morning. Broken down walls. Broken down walls. Hallelujah. Let me first... In the ancient Middle East, a community with no walls was considered, was not, in fact, it was not even considered a city. If it had broken down walls, then it was not considered a city. See, the walls provided the defense against the enemy. Therefore, where there was no walls, there was no defense. And likewise, a person without temperance or without self-control 
is open to attack. And I feel like that maybe the reason God began to deal with me is because I feel like we're living in an age today when the enemy is trying to break down our walls. Amen. When we just take a look around at each service, it seems like that this sickness just keeps hanging on. It's, it seems like it's just always there. Now, I don't know about you, but I get tired of that. Because I know that I've got a Savior that's able in the midst of it to heal. And then verse 25 and 26 that I read speaks of a man who is of a good character. He's, he's a good character and has his appetites and his passions under control. And he does not suffer them to rebel against reason and conscience. And if I can say it today, one of the things that the enemy uses, I would say daily on any of us more than anything else is the mind games that the enemy puts us through. When you think you're just about to get some victory, along comes something comes and knocks you down. And I'm going to tell you, church, if there is ever a time that we need to not let our walls be broken down, or can I say even build new walls against the enemy, it's a day and the hour we live. There is an urgency in our hour today to not let us have broken down walls. We need to repair the breach in the walls. Hallelujah. That the enemy could not get to us. I don't want our defense to be broken down. Amen. And then to keep our defense up, we must all get to church. And the enemy knows that. He knows that there is power in numbers. When we get together and we can all praise the Lord and feel good, Watch out, devil. In fact, he knows it well enough, Brother Bob Gross, that when he shows up, and let me tell you, he does show up at the house of God. And I think many times he don't sit on the back seat. Amen. But he comes to the front. And one of the things that he does is tries to disturb you. He'll move on you. He'll move on your mind right in church. And he think, he'll make you think, you know, you might as well not even be here because your brain's not here. You know, but I'm telling you, if you sit there long enough and the Spirit of God comes in this house strong enough and it will come in strong enough of if each one of us as members were members of the body, God set us so, the Bible said, and I'm going to tell you, if each one of us will come in here and do the part that the Lord has called us to do, I'm going to tell you, the devil won't stay around in the house long. He'll be hitting the door and say, I showed up at the wrong place at the wrong time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He comes in to break down our walls. But I've come to tell you this morning that you and I are defending the walls. We are not going to allow the enemy to break down our walls. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I must remind you this morning that without God, our appetites and our passions run wild. Can anybody say amen? Hallelujah. When you get outside of God, and I'm telling you, 
I'll tell you when he really works on you. It's when you're all alone. When there's nobody around, he he wants to talk to you. He wants to get you discouraged so you won't want to come back to church. You know, he'll you'll miss one and you'll think, all right, I'll I'll be back, I'll be back the next service. And the next service comes and you still don't feel like going. And he tells you there's no use. You didn't get anything the last two times you've been. What in the world are you doing? You're just wasting your time. But I'm here to tell you there are some walls to protect in this church. There are some walls to protect in this city. Hallelujah. And it's, if it's only going to be protected, it's going to be us, Aaron, Brother Aaron, that protects those walls. Hallelujah. In Bible times, the walls were made big enough they even built houses on the walls. They had people watching that lived on the wall. Amen. Hallelujah. You could walk the walls. They had watchers that was watching for the defense of the city. And I must tell you that we've got people on the walls. Pastor is watching. Bishop is watching. Come on. Brother Mason is watching. Come on. Brother Malone is watching. Woo! Brother McGee, Brother Zach McGee is watching. Come on, church. There is people that's on the wall and they're watching out for your safety. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I guess what makes it so sad is when a person has no rule over his own spirit, it's a sad thing. It's inexcusable for a man to be a stranger to himself. I'm letting that soak in. I said it's inexcusable for a man to be a stranger to himself. (laughs) No person on this earth knows you any better than you know you. I mean, the Lord knows you better, but I'm saying on earth, you know yourself better than anybody. There is nobody but you that knows what the thoughts goes through your head and what you deal with. You're the only person that knows that. So it's inexcusable if we kind of step aside and say, well, nobody else knows, so I'm all right. (laughs) So you need to take a precaution of the the circumstances you put yourself in. We got to be careful where we go, what we say. Amen. I touched on a little bit of this just Wednesday night, but I'm going to tell you something. I can still say it again this morning. You are the only Bible that some people read, so must I declare unto you this morning it's important how we live, walk, and talk, and where we go? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are parts of a man which hold an inferior place and ought to be under subjection. Let me say it again. I said there is a part of man which hold an inferior place and ought to be under subjection. For instance, the conscience which holds duty and sin, moral and good. It holds all of that. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. A self-approval arises from one and reproach and condemnation from the other. Come on. 
these things arise in our mind. And if we're not careful, they'll break down our walls. There is walls in your mind, if you please. The enemy is trying to break down the walls in your mind so that corrupt things can enter into your mind. Thoughts that should not be there. The enemy puts there just to try to break down the walls of communication. Because I'm going to tell you, as long as you've got that communication going up and searching for God, I'm going to tell you, the walls is going to be all right. But as soon as you let the enemy break down the walls in your mind, those thoughts will just keep coming. And pretty soon you'll be succumbing to those thoughts. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. These things which arise, let me tell you, in our mind, has been and can be conquered. Everybody said amen. Everybody said it can be. Oh, glory. We know without a shadow of a doubt when a drug addict comes off of drugs, amen, I'm going to tell you, it's all up here, and if we don't watch it, you'll be going right back to them. But if you get a godly mind, the enemy cannot, he may attack you, but he will not break down your walls. You will not succumb to that. Come on. The thing that you come out of, you will not go back to if you will not allow the enemy to break down your walls. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Broken down walls. Broken down walls. Hallelujah. In Philippians 2 and 5, it says this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I pray that. I pray that all the time. Almost every time I pray, I'll always pray for my mind. Lord, let the the mind that was you be also in me. Oh, God, because I must think upon those things that are honest and those things that are true, those things that are just and those things that are pure and those things that are of a good report. The Bible says if there be any virtue and there be any praise, let us think upon these things. It has a lot to do with how we think and what we think. (laughs) Broken down walls will stay broken down. If you don't begin to think right, it's all up here, church. Let me, I said it's all, it's mind game. Somebody said the mind. Glory. You deal with it. Let me tell you, you even, you know what? He, he'll even wake you up in the nighttime and you'll, it'll begin to come to you while you're laying in your bed and trying to rest. He'll put all this junk in your mind. He wants to break down the mind. The truth is, it starts in the mind before you ever start responding to it. You don't just, you don't just backslide overnight. It, it, it starts on the mind. It, it deals with you about 5 o'clock before 7 o'clock church service. Or 4 o'clock on Sunday evening, he'll try to keep you home. And he'll work on you right up till church time when you think, well, I just got time to get there. You've been contemplating now for an hour or two whether to stay home or where to go. Come on now. You tell me if I'm not preaching truth to you this morning. 
It's the enemy that works on your walls. He wants to break down those walls of communication between you and God. Come on. He wants to shut up your ears that you'll no longer hear God, but you'll be listening to his voice. So he keeps on talking to you, hoping that you'll tune him in and tune God out. Come on now. And, and I'm sorry he don't just do that at home, but when you get at church, he does the same thing. And if he can't, he'll talk you into getting up and leaving because you just don't feel like being here. You're not here, so I might as well go home. No, 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 no. If he's talking to you like that, you need to stay because God is about to have a breakthrough in your mind and the enemy knows it and he does not want you to receive what God has for you. Somebody say broken down walls. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you don't mind, I'm going to put a but in here this morning. But there is a spirit in the saint of God, which by nature is superior, superior to all other spirits. Come on. I said there is a spirit in the saint of God that is superior and above all other spirits called the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hallelujah. It's the spirit of God. It's Christ in us. The hope of glory. Come on. I don't have any hope in me without Christ. Come on. If I don't have the Holy Ghost in me, then I don't have any hope. But with him, I have hope. Because the dead in Christ is going to rise first. There is something in there that in the end of this thing, when he begins to call his children home, Brother Gregory, there is a spirit that makes me alive again. It gives me the power to be resurrected. Come on. <laughs> and a raise in the newness of life, not with the old body, but with a new body. He resurrects me. How, mm, and he's going to carry us out of this place, church. Come on. Don't get broken down walls. Don't let the enemy attack the Spirit of God. It is not even a contest. If we'll let the Holy Ghost rule in our life, it's not a contest because I know and you know I've read the end of the book and I know who wins. Hallelujah. You are not defeated. Glory. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, he has dominion. Oh, that was a mighty weak shout. He has dominion. Somebody come on. Come on, let's shout it to the devil. He has dominion. I would to God you could shout that with a voice of triumph. Come on, I'm going to tell you something. I know, we, we, we say it. Maybe that's why we said it weak. We, he has dominion, you know. I'm not sure how much dominion the Holy Ghost really has in us sometimes. Anybody ever felt defeated? Just lately felt defeated? We might as well be honest. There's times that we feel defeated. You know what? It's nothing more than the enemy trying to break down your walls. <laughs> Whoa. Because a man that cannot 
control his spirit. Come on. That man that has no, can I say, uh, long suffering, that man that, that is not able to take a stand against the enemy, he's like a city with broken down walls because he has no self-control of himself. Let me tell you, I don't want none of you to get this, but I'm going to tell you, diabetes will give you some self-control. You'll learn to control it or it'll control you. If I eat a piece of pie over Thanksgiving, I know good and well that I'm going to pay. If my sugar is not very low, I'm going to pay for that. If it's already up, then it's going to be up more if I eat that pie. Come on. Hallelujah. And if you ever notice that it seems like when the blessings of the Lord are poured out on Sunday night, that on Monday morning the devil is waiting at your door. Come on. It felt good Sunday night, but Monday morning you think, where did he go? I felt so great last night. You know what? He's trying to break down your walls. Come on. Ow. Paul said it. He said, when I do, would do good. Evil is always present with me. It's a sad thing, but sometimes I think we pull the enemy around with us. You know, that baggage we carry is not really good. We need to get let loose of the baggage. Come on, we need to just let it aside. I, I like it. I believe it was... I believe it was even Wednesday night. And I don't remember who said it, but it was at the back door. I don't remember. It had something to do with what Brother Zach McGee was doing. I remember he was carrying a cup around here, and it was sitting up here. And he went back, and it was something he'd found upstairs, and he was going to throw it away. And I believe it was Brother Andrew McBroom that said, you know, you're just like some of the people. Said, you're carrying along this baggage. You went to the altar, now you're carrying it with you. Forgot it, left it on the altar. That's what he's talking about. I said, you left it up there. I said, that's just what a lot of people do. They carry it up there and they don't leave it. They just carry it with them. Take it on back home. We set it down, we pick it up. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we'll pray. We'll get up here at the altar and we'll pray and say, Lord, uh, I lay my burden down right here, you know. And we'll lay it there. We'll pick it up and here we go. The same old load we carried up there, we go home with. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of going to church and going home with the same problem that I had. I want to go, if I'm going to go in the north way, I want to leave the south way, Brother Gregory. I don't want to, come on, I want to leave differently than I came in. But if you let the old devil deal with your mind, your walls will be broken down and you'll go home the same way you come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We said he has dominion, but does he really? Does the Lord have dominion in our life? That means he has control, power over us. I 
I want to read some verses of Scripture in James 3. I want to read five verses there. Then I'm going to take us into this lesson this morning. Starting at verse 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter. Everybody said a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. And setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Ooh, his tongue's a bad boy. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed and hath been tamed. Everybody said and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith Curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. We were all made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. I'm telling you, all of this is nothing more than breaking down walls. We're living in the world of technology. You know what? I found out all technology is not good. Sometimes it leads us away from God instead of to Him. We were all with family on Thanksgiving. I was my grandsons. And there was a whole, I, don't, I didn't count. There's a bunch of people there. There was a bunch of family there. Amen. There was some of our family, and on, on their side, the big bunch of family there. And I began to listen and hear the talk. And everybody was concerned about their HDTV, their dish, their cable. Some of them's off of it, and a lot of them is, they're looking for a way to get off of it. They's getting tired paying all of that money. I heard one of them that was paying $160 a month. I don't have one of those. I, if I can't get it on my little antenna outside, forget it. And I don't have Facebook. This dumb phone won't pick it up. And that's all right with me. I hear enough without having it. Oh, it got quiet. Hey, I've preached to quiet congregations before. It's all right. I know how to do that. I can deal with it. But I, I, I want to tell you, sometimes I just, I just wish we could learn to love God as much as we do our cell phone. I don't remember where we was at, but I remember some place we was at, and it was with some of our family began to talk about not having cell phones and how it was. 
that you didn't have to worry about answering the phone. If they wanted you, they got you on the landline, and if you wasn't home, then they didn't get you. Or else if you had an answering machine, they could put it on the answering machine. But now we can't even wait hardly to dial the number. Because if we can't get you, we're going to get somebody next to you. So we'll hang up before the person ever has time to answer and we'll call the spouse or whoever's next to you. We're impatient. We want it right now. I, I had a little guy to say something to me that we kind of really put it all in perspective today. He said uh, for Christmas they wanted a tablet. So, oh, yeah, I know how that is. I got grandkids. Yeah, yeah. Let's have the tablet. Let's have the Minecraft. He said, oh, yeah, Minecraft, yeah. I want to tell you something. All this junk isn't good. It could, you know what? I got a grandson. If you don't get, if you don't give him a set time, he'll be on that thing all day long. He'll do Minecraft, and he'll do Minecraft, and he'll do Minecraft. Do you say, hey, enough. So daddy's put a time limit on it now, one hour. That's it for the day. Well, it's a little boy. It was kind of cute this morning because his little brother said, I've got one. Mine still works. I said, well, great. It's good. Yeah. So I said, well, what happened to yours? So I kind of dropped his head, and he said, uh, it froze up. And it wouldn't move. And he said, I got aggravated that, and I punch it with my finger, and it broke the screen. And you laugh at that, but you're just as bad. You get aggravated at something, and you will tear it to pieces because it don't work. Well, if you think that's going to help it work, it probably not. I'm talking about mind games that the devil uses against you. And he breaks down your walls and said, Ha! I got his temper raised. He said, he's doing a little bad. And you're sitting here doing this number. Have to give me a new tablet. Have to give me a new cell phone. People take them cell phones. Hey, I've seen them throw them, you know. Bust them all to pieces. Have to get a new one. Wouldn't work. No way. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm preaching. It's all right. Gotta get busy. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna get on something. This 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 is gonna go along with it. So I'm gonna talk about four four types of tongue for a little while. Broken down walls. Hang that up here. Remember it broken down walls how many times does that tongue do it I mean, there's four types of tongues the number one is the controlled tongue isn't that rare it's those with a speech pattern who think before they speak that's a, that's a controlled tongue they know when silence is best and give wise advice Proverbs 11, verse number 12 and 13. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. 
a talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You know what? A lot of things that's put on Facebook, I don't know why it is, but when people put it on there, they think that they're just sending that to one person and that's all that ever receives that. Honey, you just only knew how many people's already read it and then the five minutes maybe that, and you think it over and think, you know, I shouldn't have put that on it. You erased it, but I'm going to tell you, there's, there's people already grabbed a hold of it. In fact, somebody might have shared it with somebody else, but now hard to tell how many people's got it. Facebook was not to meant put secrets on. It was to spread gossip. It's a source of it. If you believe everything that's on Facebook, you're in bad shape. In fact, probably, probably most of it is lies. It's gossip. It's, you know, but people take it for truth. Everything you Google ain't right. What's well, quiet in here this morning? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you, we could keep our walls up if we just learned to conceal the matter instead of talk about it. I used to say, you can talk about me as much as you please, but I'm going to talk about you on my knees. Huh, come on, that's the best way to, that's the best way to conquer the enemy is to talk about somebody on the knees. Instead of spreading word that you don't know. I've cautioned people before, and they said, well, you know, I heard this today. I said, well, don't repeat it then. Was you there when it happened? Said, no. Well, then you don't know if it's true or not, so don't be spreading something that you're not sure is true. Conceal it. Because a lot of it, you know, hey, well, you're never going to believe what I heard about so-and-so. Well, do you know it's true? Well, they said, I don't care what they said. If you wasn't there to hear it, better conceal it. may not be true. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Number two, I got to hurry here, is the caring tongue. It's those who speak truthfully while seeking to encourage those that speak truthfully while seeking to encourage Proverbs 12 verse number 18 there is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword but the tongue of the wise is health glory just let me take another one. Verse 25 of Proverbs 12. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. But a good word maketh it glad. If you want to encourage somebody, you don't tell them how bad things are for them and say, well, it's, it's not going to get any better, honey. You know, that's not, you ain't going to encourage them that way. The way you encourage them is say, hey, I'm going to tell you, God's bigger than all. Huh. He's bigger than your sickness. He's bigger than your disease. Come on. I've had him to help me. Come on. In, in, the, in the night hours, it, it wasn't just very long ago, and, and, and I don't have them too often like that. Thank God I don't. But I remember here a while back, 
that it was not, I, I just, I checked my sugar and it was good. It's 171. I, I even ate me a little snack. Going to go to, I took my insulin, my, my Lantus to go to bed. And 40 minutes later, it was 25. And I got up. I wasn't sweating. I got up. And my wife said, what do you need? I got one of them shots. It's glucose and orange. And I took that little old bottle and I grabbed me another. And I took it. And I sat down. And she said, you know, we probably should have called the ambulance. I said, dear, I'd already took care of it before the ambulance had got here. Because they'd wanted to fool with me a half hour before they ever took me. And I'm already feeling good. You know what? I didn't know I'd ha hardly have it. Now, I'm not giving all that to the glucose that I took, but I'm giving it to the God of glory because I had enough faith in Him and I'd been there before and He'd done it before and He'll do it again. I'm telling you, church, every circumstance in your life, I've found out He'll do it again and again and again. My doctor shakes his head. I was here the last, I was there the last time and he always wants to know how my sugar's done so I usually take him a month's worth and just hand it to him let him look it over and he looked down there and said man that 50 did that bother you I said 50s don't bother me no more he looked at me and said what I said that's right a lot of times I don't even know I've got it even a 49 just the other day in fact yesterday I don't remember. Did I even take a, I take a glucose? I don't remember whether I did or not. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I grab something and just eat it and go on. Let me tell you something. God is as big as you'll let him be. Now, there's people that makes him small. Oh, I got a good doctor. Bless God. And I know there is people that don't handle low sugars as well. I think it's according to how you've been used to them. I've been used to mine running low, and if mine gets 200, then I want to sit down in the chair and sleep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, what I'm saying is, the devil wants to break down your walls of faith. He don't want you to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Well, hurry. Thank you, Jesus. The third thing is the con conniving tongue. The conniving tongue. Anybody ever met anybody with a conniving tongue? I know none of you have. It's those that's filled with wrong motives. Gossip. Slander. And a desire to twist the truth. There is people on Facebook, I grant you, that's just waiting to hear the story so they can put a little twist on it. And that thing keeps getting bigger and it becomes more of a lie till directly it's nothing but a yarn. But we still get on there, right? Oh, I can't wait to check my Facebook. Well, somebody's probably got a bunch of posts on there. Well, I like this and I... Careful what you do, church. Careful what you do. Hallelujah. Proverbs 6, 12 through 14. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh 
with a forward mouth. You know what that means? That means his mouth gets ahead of his brain. Ever had that to do? The words come out of your mouth and you wish you could have took them back. You wish they'd never been spoken. But words you cannot retrieve. You even put them on Facebook and wish you'd have never put them there. And you wipe them clean, but they're not clean because it's done been grabbed. He winketh with his eyes. He speaketh. He speaketh with his feet. Let me tell you something. The places you go tell something about you. Mm-hmm. Or he teaches with his fingers. I know you've probably never done that before. You, you've never seen somebody, and somebody's seen you far off. Oh, they're not happy. Probably saying some things you want to take back later. You've pointed the finger so nobody, everybody knows what you're up to. When you get that finger going like that, it's up to no good. Be careful. Your finger speaks for you. Verse 14. 614. Forwardness is in his heart. He devises mischief continually. He soweth discord. Sowing the wrong seed. Amen? Sowing the wrong seed. Hallelujah. And then fourth and last. See, I'm doing good here. Brother Zach, I'm doing good. The careless tongue. It's those that's filled with lies and curses. Quick-tempered words. Which can lead to rebellion and destruction. Bible says grievous words stir up anger. But a soft answer turneth away wrath. After somebody's just jumped down your throat real good. You ought to try it somebody. Just speak softly and gently to them. I wish you'd shout. That's what they want. That's what the devil wants. He wants to tear your walls down. Come on, he don't want you to have any self-discipline or self-control. He don't want you to control yourself. He wants to control you. But Brother Gregory, inside of me, there is a spirit of God that said, uh-uh, you shouldn't do that. And then after you do it, you feel oh, so condemned. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Hallelujah. Broken down walls. Anybody had any broken down walls lately? Glory. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10, 18. He that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a, everybody said slander, is a fool. Now, I'm, I want to work on that last word, and I'm going to close. The word slander there.
comes from two Hebrew words. The first Hebrew word is dabah. It means to move slowly or to glide. The second Hebrew word that comes, slander comes from, is dibal. And it means in the, in the sense of furative motion. A sense of furative motion. Now let me, let me even, furative, furative motion. Let me, let me somehow describe furative, what it means. And if you look up in dictionary, what it says is, it's done by stealth, sly, sneaky, secret, stolen, or undermined. So, he that uttereth a slander is a fool. He that is sneaky, come on, or sly, or secretive, or undermined, that's slander. You ever secretly rent somebody's name? Just because, well, you saw, I didn't ruin her name. They done it. But in the background, you was kind of, did you hear about so-and-so? My wife always uses a phrase. She says, people can change. You may be behind on where they're at. Maybe their lives change. You might have missed it. If you're not careful, you've killed them before they've ever got to live. Come on. When people come to this church, instead of, oh, I know them. <laughs> Bless God. Mercy, make room for them. Jesus made room for the sinners. How do you ever expect to win Mount Carmel if we don't have any room for sinners? If we're going to tear them down before they ever get in the door, whatever happens, we need to be building them up. Come on. Hey, come on in here. You're welcome. God's got it. Come on. It'd be all right. Come on. I know you, you may not have been, you know, where you wanted to be in life, but you come on in here. Come on. We, we got a better place. We got a better life for you. We've got something to show you. God is bigger. Christ in you is your hope of glory. He'll, he'll lead you out of those things that you've got messed up in. My Lord, let's give people time to change. Babies don't grow up overnight. Come on. Get them in the door first and let's feed them something besides baby food. Come on, let's get them off the bottle, church. Let's encourage and strengthen them. Let's not tear them down before they get strength. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, I'm closing. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord.
broken down walls. Somebody look at your neighbor and say broken down walls. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning with heads bowed and eyes closed. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm not looking. I want you to, so I don't know. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you to feel bad to, to come to this altar this morning. In fact, it might be a good thing if we just kind of all come because if we've got things in our life and broken down walls that need to be mended this morning, what a better place to do it than this morning. Say, okay, God, I've been in this place and I, I want to take care of it. I don't want my walls to be broken down. Lord, I, I don't want to have... I don't want to have this naughty tongue, Lord, to, to destroy people, but I want to build them up with it. I want my spirit to be right. I want my attitude to be right, Lord. I want to do what's right in your sight. Hallelujah. This altar's open. Hallelujah. And I'm not looking at it as you've done any of this, but I'm, 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 I'm leaving this thing open to pray that God would protect us and build a hedge about us and to make us have strong walls that they would not be broken down by the enemy this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.